Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode is Writer Improv, Creating the Hero. Yay! Uh, our heroine had her turn a couple of weeks ago, and now it's mm-hmm. time for the guys. Right, and this is our 20th show. Unbelievable. Can you believe it? Who knew with my infamous lack of follow-through and Sam's <laughs> dislike of the sound of her own voice that we would have ever gotten this far? So yay us! I know, and, and, and I was so sure that you'd get bored with the show by now. It's the only reason I agreed to do it. <laughs> and I'm still dragging your ass through Thursday nights. I love it. <laughs> But that's all later in the program. <laughs> we have wine. Right. Yes, we do. What are you doing? What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I'm drinking a Spanish 2004 Sierra Cantabria mm-hmm. Rioja. Rioja? Rioja. Yeah. Very good. It's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Oh. I, I, I'm going to like start looking up Riojas. It's uh-huh. fabulous. Really? Oh, oh, wow. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 13.5% alcohol, $11 mm-hmm. a bottle. Mm-hmm. The wine notes are medium ruby colored. It offers pleasant aromas of Asian spice, cranberry, and red currants. Ooh, it sounds kind of exotic. Does it, it have does kind of an sound. exotic feel to it? Um, yeah, you know, I don't taste any of that. Okay. <laughs> However... <laughs> I never taste any of it either. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's it's kind of light, like a Chianti, uh-huh. oh, yeah. but it has a, a, a more robust body to it mm-hmm. and, a, and a more flavor, and it is fabulous. I will buy it again. Wow. Very Five good. glasses. Five glasses from Sam. Now, y'all know that's serious. you got to go and glasses. get a bottle of that. Oh, that's yeah. That's great. I'm going to grab yeah. that. Then. I'm going to look for that the next time I'm in the, uh, the liquor store and see if yeah. I can find that. That sounds really, really good. It is. Very cool. And what are you drinking? Well, I'll tell you. I am having a 2004 Stonely Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Hmm. Doesn't that sound nice? Mm-hmm. 13.5% alcohol, $11.99 a bottle. So you know that I went above and beyond. Yes. Because usually 10 bucks is my limit. Mm-hmm. But this one, you know, it's very rare that I find a Sauvignon Blanc that I'm not crazy about. So I went ahead uh. and went for it. The wine notes on this is that uh, this wine is a ripe, full-bodied Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc that displays intense passion fruit and stone fruit aromas with background mineral notes. The passion mm. fruit and flinty characters are indicative of a ripe flinty. Sauvignon Blanc. Right, uh-huh. flinty. Which flinty. flinty and minerals, I don't know. Uh, which the winemaker maximizes with skin contact... Okay, that makes me nervous. And yeast selection. The palate uh, displays tropical fruit and passion fruit with a touch of dry grass. Uh-huh. This is what the wine writers wrote about it. <laughs> Some people trying to sell it. And the skin contact, I'm hoping they mean the skin of the fruit. Uh-huh. As opposed to, you know, Ralph's going by sticking his hand in the vat. Or somebody snapping on the grapes with their feet. Oh, gosh, there's that too. <laughs> Because that's is, what I thought. Of. <laughs> it is full rounded with succulent mouthfeel and viscosity balanced with crisp acidity. So that was. Wow. That's the official line of the uh, the winemaker. Mm-hmm. For me, I got to say, it's a little too much flavor for me. The passion mm. fruit steps out in front and smacks you in the face while the mineral <laughs> notes hang at the back calling your mother names. Um, I think people who really like the intense passion fruit flavors might, you know, get into this wine. I myself, Uh 
go for a settler blend. So mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a rating of three glasses. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's saying something coming from you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Me, who's never met a Sauvignon Blanc she doesn't like. <laughs> and I hate it when the passion fruit does that. Right, now, I know. Do you mm-hmm. think it would make uh, good popsicles? Because we've discussed this. Yes. Making popsicles mm-hmm. out of wine, you know, when it's hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. And, uh, and I would think that a sweet smack you upside the head wine would be perfect for that. Uh-huh. So what do you think? You got to freeze it and tell me how it tastes? <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, if there was any left, I would. <laughs> Just because I'm not crazy about it doesn't mean You're I'm not, not going to drink, drink it. it. Are you insane? <laughs> I mean, I in my lifetime, I mm-hmm. have poured out one bottle of wine. Oh. And that bottle of wine is because it was powerfully bad. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, you know how in those TV shows, and I hate when they do this, you know, somebody takes a drink of something and then something surprises them or somebody says something and they do the spit take. Yeah. Where they're like, all over Goes, the place, yeah. right? Okay. I always hate that in television shows because it's so unrealistic. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. When I took a sip of that wine that I poured <laughs> out, that's exactly what I did. I ran to the sink and I was like, Wah! and got rid of it oh, immediately. No. And for me to do that, I mean, that was like a negative five glasses wine. But this <sighs> wine is a three glass wine. I mean, there's okay. just really, you know, I mean, there's no way. It's just it's, not it's, for you. It's right. It's just not yeah. for me. It's just mm-hmm. not my personal taste. I, I really, it's just, it's so, it's so strong. And it's not that sweet either. So I'm not sure it would have made a good popsicle. Although um. we'll never know because I'm on my last glass. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it earlier in the week. <laughs> And thought, I'm going to be drinking this on Thursday. This will prevent me from drinking the whole bottle Thursday night. I'll drink some of it now. So that was, um, I think <laughs> when you start making excuses, does that mean you have a drinking problem? When you I, start making like <laughs> elaborate, you know, um, <laughs> justifications like that. I think that means that you've got a, you know, a problem. So anyway. Well, I don't think so. I mean, they were saying, you know, they're saying you can have, what is it? Two, two to three glasses of wine a day is good for you. That's two a lot three. of wine, dude. I was feeling guilty about one. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, that's that's a lot of wine. So that I mean, we don't wine, and that's we good don't for you. Supposedly, yeah. Wow, yeah. I thought you yeah. could only or have two to three one. like alcoholic drinks, but that's a lot per that day. That is a lot. No, yeah, I'll have I to have... do a little more research on that. Maybe yeah, our I don't know. Can tell I us. thought it, I thought it was. I thought two to three a day made you an alcoholic. <laughs> I would think it was. Because I was having one a day, and I'm like, oh, man, this is getting bad. Although I don't I don't have it every day. I don't have it every day. And so I think yeah, I, I don't either. one a day. You know, I don't have it every day, but then on a Wednesday I'll have, like, two, you know. Yeah. So um, so I don't know. I think I think you're supposed to have one glass a day, at least. I, if anybody out there is a, some kind of wine medical specialist and can give me rationalization for drinking two to three glasses mm-hmm. of wine a day, I want to talk to you. Yeah. That's, that just seemed like a lot. All right. Anyway, now that we're done drinking, (laughs) done talking about it anyway, we need to talk about who we love this week. Time for shout outs and shout offs. Why don't you go ahead and get us started, Sam? (laughs) I'd like to give a shout out to the wonderful Cherries for hosting me and my book, Sight Unseen, Yep, Mm -hmm. on their uh, book club this month. I am having a ball. (laughs) And uh, thank you, ladies. It's really fun because it's like a whole bulletin board thing and you can go out there and ask ask me questions about the book. And it's so funny because we're talking about the topics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they asked me to come up with the topics. So (laughs) I did. I came up with six and I didn't really Mm -hmm. think about it too much. And then you get the Cherries are out there and they're 
like, well, I could see how this was like symbolized this and this. And I'm like, wow, you guys are good. Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. There's nothing more fun than having your book on cherry forums. And for all of you out there who are not on the cherry forums, well, the cherries, first of all, are the Jennifer Cruzy fan club, but Mm -hmm. it's about more than Jennifer Cruzy now. Jenny's like, you know, I give up. She's like, it's not even about her anymore. She's part of the community. But I mean, everybody loves Jenny. That's one thing we all have in common, but it's just, it's such a huge, huge group. And cherryforums.com is this fabulous website. I haven't recommended this yet, have I? Oh my God. What kind of crack have I been smoking? should, yeah. I I mean, it's just fabulous. So you can go there and you can sign up and you can get involved in the the Mm -hmm. conversation. I think your book is up until the 30th, right? Uh, the 25th, the 15th oh, the 25th. through the 25th, 15th yep. through the 25th. Yes. So, so anybody, stop by. right. Anybody wanting to discuss uh sight unseen, they're, they're brilliantly talking about it too. I can't even jump in. I was talking to Sam about this earlier today that I kept wanting to jump in and talk about things, but there's some stuff that I know because I basically was right. with her through the whole process. <laughs> so I know things about the characters that didn't necessarily make it into the book. So yep. I'll get in there and I'll be like, Oh, and da, 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 da. She was like, that wasn't in the book. You know? <laughs> So I don't want to get in there and be like, la, 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 about something that, that nobody else has any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yes, absolutely get involved. It's a mm-hmm. brilliant book discussion. They have a book club all the time. I think the next book, I don't know what the next book coming up is, but um, but they've always remember. got one book right after another, and they do right. these great conversations. And the Cherries are fabulous readers. I mean, it's just really, really are. smart people. And so they it's were like talking about all of. the stuff, and I'm like, right. wow, you guys noticed. I mean, I know. I mean, they, they noticed, fabulous that way? Yes, they, they noticed and they all care. the little things. I that I put in there and they also um, but the, the the way that they interpreted what I did yeah. mm-hmm. was amazing I mean because sometimes you do things and they're so instinctual right. that you put them in there and then somebody else will look at it and say oh and the author did this and you're like right. Oh my God, I did, and I, I know. but I didn't think about. It. You know I what didn't I noticed mean? it at the time, but yeah, how smart am I? I know it's very, very cool, and they're incredibly yeah. smart women, mm-hmm. mostly women. There might be one or two guys on there. It's mostly a girls' club. So if you're yeah. a guy, come on in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, they're very cool, and it's a very mm-hmm. cool book club discussion. So. Um, they're great. My shout out this week uh, goes to, of course, the lovely and talented Catherine Wade, who Yay. organized our improv for us again this week. <sighs> yep. I love her. I forgot last week I mentioned it in the podcast. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to ask her to do that. <laughs> and then, you know, I completely forgot. And then she emailed me after she'd listened to it. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I just asked you in front of 250 people. Sorry. <laughs> She's very, very sweet. So she did this for us she again is. this week, and she's going to be getting a lovely pair of Magic Lonnie socks, which Ooh. are the socks that I knit that make you all creative. They do. Um, they, they are. They're totally creative socks. Mm-hmm. Um, just in time for her birthday, or possibly a might late. I thought her birthday was in <laughs> September. So I was kind of shooting it like, oh, I can get these done by the first week of September. And then she just informed me it's like next week. Oh, no. So, yeah. <laughs> the next week isn't September yet, right? No. <laughs> still Not a little yet. bit of time, right? Oh, man. Anyway. But then again, September means school. Oh, yes, it does. So, hey, get knitting. Yes, it does. I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And we've got a shout off tonight, too, to Yahoo Yahoo. Messenger, because Mm -hmm. we're having technical problems with Skype, which is what we usually talk over. Mm -hmm. And uh, we downloaded, I don't know, 180, 200 megabytes worth of (laughs) information from Yahoo trying to get their messenger system working. Right. And um, and then it downloads like eight programs into your system yeah. that you have to go and pick off one by one. It restarts your computer randomly. Yeah. And then it would disconnect us like every three seconds. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> we would get on the phone. We'd be like, all right, we're ready to do it. Click. And then all of a sudden, where are you? I mean, don't you feel finish. like after you do all that, like, I didn't get my money's worth. Right. Even though it was free. <laughs> I know. Free. <laughs> Even though it's free, you people. So we finally so. uninstalled all the Yahoo stuff and then mm-hmm. installed Google Talk, which is what we're using right now. And it is fabulously simple Very and sleek. Good. And so far has not installed anything I didn't want on my system. And it's crystal clear. It's better it than Skype. It actually is better than Skype. the Yahoo mm-hmm. one. Right. So. I think that we should probably maybe use Google Talk from now on. So here's a shout out to Google. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the uh, freebie here. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that covers us for shout outs and shout offs. Uh We'll be back in a minute. Great. At Will Ripe for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes, when you've had a really long, exhausting day, and your kids are making you nuts, and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again, and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy... In that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service, even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay, it's time for our Will Write for Wine question and answer. And providing the question this week is Catherine Wade, our lovely Empress of Improv. Yes, she has an official title now. (laughs) Kate's question is, I'm rereading a manuscript I've had to put down for a while. And now I think it sucks like an absolute hoover. (laughs) I love Kate. (laughs) So how do you get past that I stink on ice feeling that makes you want to toss your manuscript in the cyber trash can? Well, I'll tell you, you never do. You always suck. It's just the way it is. Um, <laughs> Actually, I think that's what I told suck. her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> everybody thinks they suck. Get used to it. Now, yeah. uh, honestly, I think you just have to go back to get back into that world again. I mean, mm. a lot of times I'll pick up a book I've written, uh, you know, a while back, and I'm just so sick of it that I forget why I wrote about it in the first place. <laughs> Um, this is where collage and soundtracks and things like that come in handy. Um, at this point, my advice is don't write, just experience, get yourself back in that world, hang out with those characters, listen to the music you listen to when you're writing it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you haven't done a collage already, do a collage, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you can do it on the computer if you're not a glue and, you know, cut magazine things out kind of person. There's, there's programs that you can do collages on the computer. Um, but right now, because you're not in the zone, the book is about you. You just see that it's something that you wrote, and mm. probably all that you can see are its flaws. You know, let the book be about them again, about characters, about that world, and you'll remember why you loved it in the first place. What great advice. Thank you. I mean, you actually answered the question. Did I? Did I answer the question? <laughs> we haven't so. done that in a really long time. I know. It's been like two months since we've answered the question. <laughs> I, on the other hand, feel I have nothing beneficial to add, <laughs> since I feel like all my books suck when I reread them. 
She does. She's horrible. I do. In fact, I make a point to never reread them. It makes me crazy because I want to edit even once it's out. Do you never, you never reread them even after they're out? I I try not to. Don't you miss those characters sometimes though? Um, usually by then. Sometimes I miss them. Well, Eh, once in a while, but it's been so long. You know, you're on to a new project. It's not I that know, I don't like, miss them. It's just that Wanda no. from Time Off for Good Behavior. I love her. <laughs> and that's probably like that's the book I wrote, and I had no idea. But Wanda, for those of you who haven't read it, is just this obnoxious. She's cursing. She's drinking. She's smoking. She's just the most she's obnoxious. Just like us. <laughs> and I love her. And every now and again, I will go back and read. I mean, you know, I've I'll admit. I know it may sound weird, but I've mm-hmm. read my own books before. Really. Like, you know, once they've been out for like a year, yeah, I'm I'm over the whole like stress of it being my book and mm-hmm. it's been published and everything. And I just look back at those characters and I think, God, I miss them. The only time I reread <laughs> them is if I'm doing a workshop and I need examples. Wow. But that's it. Otherwise, I, I never reread them. You I do? Oh, books. that's nice of you. Now, oh I, my God, they're so I good. I just don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, go ahead. Anyway, yeah. so this is about Kate. But, Sorry, But Kate. in the spirit of actually giving helpful advice, <laughs> right. I would uh, I would say, I, I would suggest to read it all the way through first. No editing, no notes, no nothing. Ooh, then put idea. it down for a day or two and mm-hmm. think about it. Where does it need work? What is it that bothers you? What is What doesn't ring true? Mm-hmm. And then start jotting down a list of things you would like to address. Mm-hmm. And yes, a spreadsheet is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Sam, do you have one for that? Do you have a spreadsheet? I don't, but I have been sucks? known to actually write things down like that on a list. So, you know, because my handwriting's atrocious. <laughs> so once you have that, uh-huh. take your list and read one chapter at a time, looking for the specific areas you've identified. Don't look at the whole thing at once or you end up like us drinking on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do, don't end up like us. (laughs) Do one chapter at a time, fix it, and move on. And before you know it, you will love your book again. Oh, my gosh, that's a better answer than I had. You think so? That was really good. Yeah, that was very good. Oh, my God, we both answered the question. (gasps) I don't even believe it. We're on a roll. I know. This is a great question, Kate. <laughs> yes. To get your question on the show and maybe answered, <laughs> maybe. Send, <laughs> send them in <laughs> to feedback at willwriteforwine.com. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. Yes. Each week we're going to recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever. I didn't mm-hmm. screw it up that time. That we love <laughs> so we can share them with you. Sam, what are you recommending this week? I'd like to recommend a website called printingforless.com. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an online printer where you can get bookmarks and all sorts of printed promo material. Mm-hmm. Their quality and speed is great, but their customer service is amazing. Great. I mean, they called me to verify the first order I placed online. Then wow. I ha- yeah, then I had to call them back and ask them to halt the presses and this is after I'd already placed the order. It was already I remember this. in the printer. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah. while I was mm-hmm. waiting for my new cover. Mm-hmm. 3 weeks later, they let me change the image and didn't charge me a penny. Yes. So mm-hmm. I I mean, I've done printing at a lot of different places and this mm-hmm. one is by far the best. In fact, mm-hmm. I just reordered my bookmarks and they arrived perfect yay and then the company called me on the phone and left a a message a voicemail to check if i'd received the bookmarks and if they were acceptable oh my god plus bob (laughs) i'm on a first name basis with this guy bob bob Bob. thank you bob sent me an email saying that he left a voice message but then remembered that i preferred to be contacted via email (gasps) oh my god i mean 
this is for a $60 bookmark order. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? I mean, you you just don't find customer service like that oh anymore. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and plus, I have a promotion code that will save anybody out there up to $25 on their first order. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I'll put that link on. And they oh are, my God, oh, that's fabulous. They're wonderful. So, okay, yeah. everybody get your stuff done at printingforless.com. <laughs> And when somebody asks you what the value of good customer service is, oh. you just tell them this story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> fabulous. I know. Oh, good. I know. Good for Bob. Yeah. So how about you? Good for Bob. All right. Well, I'll tell you, if you've been to my blog this week, <laughs> you've probably heard about my recommendation. It's a documentary, um, uh-huh. which is out on DVD called uh, The Pursuit of Excellence, Ferrets. <laughs> I heard about it from Molly Smith and her husband, Josh, and couldn't believe the stories that they told me. So I Netflixed it, and it's all true. If you don't know what ferrets are, they're basically weasels that people put in, like, outfits and hats and dresses. (laughs) They're long and furry and very playful, and these people are way into their ferrets. (laughs) If I start going into detail about this, we'll be here all night. So if you want to hear more, and trust me, you do, you can hit my blog at LonnieDianeRich.com and get my full rundown on it. Or Mm -hmm. if you want to go into it unspoiled, then just Netflix it. It's called The Pursuit of Excellence, colon, ferrets. (laughs) Trust me, this is one documentary you do not want to miss. That sounds interesting. In it dresses, is huh? Unbelievable. Yeah. Dresses and outfits. They have one, like, oh, she was dressed God. up like a vampire. I mean, <laughs> you have no idea how insane this is. Have you seen my blog this week? Did no. I show you that? Oh, my no, God. I didn't, I didn't tell you about it. I didn't tell you about it. It's just, it's the most insane. And they have, okay, for one thing, I have to tell this story. There's this woman who has this song that she sings about the ferrets. Uh-huh. And so they intercut this woman singing the songs about her ferrets to, like, to all the segments. <laughs> But this same woman, they have this thing. Okay, ferret people don't own just one ferret. Yeah. The, the woman on this documentary had the least number of ferrets, I think had eight, which to me is a lot. But oh, apparently gosh. by ferret people standards is like nothing. Okay. So they have a lot of ferrets, and ferrets <laughs> don't live that long, right? Ah. So you combine the short lifespan with a lot of ferrets, and you end up with, you know, a lot of dead ferrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, now just, just so we can be clear, these are... Live ferrets in dresses, right? Yes, I mean, these no, are, the oh, okay. Are no, no, no. The dead ferrets are not in the, in the, okay, no. The live ferrets, they dress up. The dead ferrets, what they do is they, they either find a place to bury them or they cremate them, right? Okay. So when you've got, you know, a lot of dead ferrets and, you know, you, the bill for the cremation kind of mounts, right? You know, and I can, I can sympathize with that. Everybody's on a budget, right? So this woman, she's like telling the story about how she and her friends, because all of her friends are into ferrets too. It's a whole community of ferret people. And, um, they all basically, when a ferret dies, they put it in a Ziploc bag (laughs) and they put it in her freezer until they've got 25 pounds of ferret. And then they get a volume discount at the crematorium, right? (laughs) So... So they <laughs> then okay, as if that isn't bad enough, and they actually show the freezer, you know, and it's one of those like basement freezers that opens from the top. And then she starts talking about her husband was complaining that they have more ferrets in their freezer than they have food, and it's at that point that I realize that this is not just a dead ferret freezer, but it's not a dedicated dead <laughs> ferret freezer. She got 25 pounds of of ferret in there and also, you know, the Sunday roast. So, (laughs) 
this is where I'm thinking, like, you have to get this oh documentary. Oh, my God. You just have to. And it's all about this con, this big convention they have. For, it's called the... Um, Ferret what's Con? It the Buckeye. No, oh. the Buckeye Bash. <laughs> and it's in Columbus, Ohio. And they all the ferret people go. And they have this big competition for their ferrets. And, you know, I mean, it's just, okay. Oh, I just, my if God. I, if you, I told okay. you, if you got me started telling the ferret stories, I will not stop. You have to get this DVD. All right. It's, it's wonderful. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> And that's it for We Recommend. <laughs> Gonna go take a break, put a hat on our ferret. <laughs> and we'll be back in a flash. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Tonight's (laughs) show is Writer Improv. It is. I love these. (laughs) <laughs> They're very fun. We have no idea what's going to happen. We Tonight, don't. we are building a hero. Mm-hmm. In most romance and some women's fiction, the hero is a secondary major character, meaning the main character is usually the heroine, but the hero pulls up close second. However, the development of the hero is critically important. Um, in some stories, he seems almost made of cardboard, like he's just mm-hmm. something to hang on the heroine's arm, you know? Um, yep. And that's no good. The hero right. needs to be full of character unto himself. He needs to have internal conflict and external conflict. Conflict. And in most romances, he gets his own POV. So he needs mm-hmm. to really, you re- need to really develop this guy. Um, tonight, we're going to improv a hero, build him from the ground up. And since Sam likes alpha heroes and I like betas, it's going to be really interesting. Yes. <laughs> and for those of you not familiar with alpha versus beta, I write alpha heroes. Mm-hmm. Lonnie writes beta heroes. Yep. And neither one of us can write the other. <laughs> I know. Now, I realize it doesn't explain the differences, but just so you know, if you read our work. Yes. (laughs) Alpha heroes are the top dog. Mm -hmm. Large and in charge, usually the boss of wherever they work. They're arrogant, confident, totally loyal, and the kind of man I love to write but wouldn't want to live with. Mm -hmm. The uh, beta heroes uh, are are the guys in the back, watching Mm -hmm. everything and taking it all in. Uh, He knows how to get what he wants without being pushy. Mm-hmm. He's usually in- intellectual, smooth, perceptive. Funny. and Yes, funny. The beta hero is always funny. <laughs> yep. And generally, this is the kind of man most of us marry. Yeah. yeah. So how's that? Am I close? I think what do you think? Good. <laughs> and in my, good. Mm-hmm. And in my books, uh, my heroes and heroines really get equally developed. I mean, I have to say mm-hmm. that really for my books, mm-hmm. that um, most of the time it is the, the heroine story, but, mm-hmm. but I've actually had a few books where I felt the hero had um, had more at stake, so... Yeah, I, you know, I think in, um, for me, I think the comeback kiss was a situation mm-hmm. like that, and it's okay. I yes. mean, in a romance, the hero can be, you know, the main character, as long as the heroine's really, really close, you know? Yes. I think you can have a wider disparity between them if the, um, if the 
heroine is the first, you know, the main, main character. Mm-hmm. And then the hero comes up second. That he could be farther away. If, if you've got the heroine coming up second, because most of your readership is female, they're going to identify, you know, with, with the heroine. So right. you really need to have her in there. But in the comeback kiss, I was so into the character of Finn, who was the bird thief, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I loved him so much. And he was really the one who had to change the most and had to, to do the most adjusting. Right. Had a bigger, you know, character arc. So, yeah. so for him, I mean, that was, I think that was the, you know, for him, for that story, that was more of a, a hero based hero centric story than, than any of the others that I've written. Right. And but, I think mine yeah. kind of go back and forth. They're kind of split, mm-hmm. yeah. but generally when it starts with whatever character it starts with, mm-hmm. it's usually their, it's their story. story. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, um, in the first insight unseen, it was Raven, but in the yeah. second book that's coming out, it's Simon. Right. Right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, now come back kiss. I started it with, uh, with Tessa who was the heroine, but she mm-hmm. actually had more at stake. She had right. more at stake because she had her sister. Um, but Finn had the greater character arc. He mm-hmm. changed more from beginning to end. So I don't know. So what yeah. do you think? Is it about yeah. what's more, whose story is it? Is it the person who has more at stake or the person who arcs more? I think it has to be more at stake, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Cause you begin when the trouble begins. Right. So yeah, I don't know, so but I always felt I like Comeback Kiss was Finn's story, but maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't because Tessa really had more at stake and she had more to lose, yeah. you know, than he did. So anyway, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. I'm just rambling <laughs> on. Um, but anyway, so what we do for those of you who are not familiar with improv is that we have our lovely empress of improv, Catherine mm-hmm. Wade, who sends us, uh, gathers up um, suggestions that you guys have sent in. And thank you very much. And she gives us a name, um, a genre. And a setting. Right. And then we run with that and create a hero or heroine or whatever it is we're doing that week um, Mm -hmm. based on that information. Then um, if we get stuck, we have two handy decks of cards. Go ahead and tell us us what we've got, Sam. I've got the Osho Zen tarot Uh deck, which Mm -hmm. is a very, I think, um, conflict Based. Right. The so we uh, so we get our conflicts. We get mm-hmm. our our internal internal and external, external conflict issues. From those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I have the apples to apples card, which just give us things to think Something about to and run to throw with. in, like a yeah. trampoline. Trampolines, yeah. There's the famous trampolines. The famous trampoline. (laughs) Gypsies, tramps, and and cheese. (laughs) Episode 8, I think it was. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And what I need to do is open up the email from Kate. So I'm going to go ahead and get in there. (laughs) It used to be the envelope. Now it's the email. I know, exactly. (laughs) All right, here's our information. Our hero's name is Clayton. Clayton? Oh, I love that name. Okay. And um, the location is Memphis, Tennessee. All right. Um, and the um, thing is a romantic suspense. The genre is romantic suspense. This is right up your okay. alley. I expect you to completely run this show. <laughs> and we get extra points for the use of bubble wrap. Bubble. <laughs> People are starting to send us bonus. Ever since the duct tape. <laughs> we used the duct tape once. The nefarious duct nefarious tape. <laughs> All right, so his name is Clayton. Right. He lives in Memphis. Right. And this is a romantic suspense. It's romantic suspense. All right. So, so. What's our internal conflict? All right, internal conflict. Okay. Is compromise. Ooh. Ooh so he's stubborn. Very good. He's stubborn. Right. He is, yes, focused, okay. your typical goal-oriented yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so what's the external conflict? 
the external conflict is, let me see, I'm spinning these around to try to find like a conflict one, because some of them are like, mm-hmm. yay, good, yay, mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. Um, but, um, hmm, okay, the external mm-hmm. abundance. Abundance. Okay, which is a little different. How interesting, okay. right, okay. So, so his internal is compromise. So he, right. we know that he's very focused and whatever right. he does, he's going to take charge of, and he's going to be, you okay. know, in control of. Mm-hmm. So he has a very, uh, he's got to have a very, uh, controlled personality. Okay. All right. So, okay. so we're, we're doing an alpha dog. <laughs> we could be. He's All very right. controlled because generally those beta guys tend to be a little bit more laid back. Right. And so you don't have a whole lot of beta heroes in a romantic suspense, do you? No, I not can't really. think of a single romantic suspense. I can't I've either. Read, which is why I don't write romantic suspense. <laughs> so yeah. he's in Memphis. Okay. And um, and we have abundance. Mm-hmm. Now, I have an idea. Okay. What's your idea? <laughs> I shudder to think. Maybe he's in charge of the ferret con. <laughs> oh, no. No, you can't have a ferret con in romantic suspense. Nobody yes, you can. Seriously. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. So he's Rem- so he's a the hotel con manager. Belongs in one of my books. It's no, no, ridiculous. No. Okay, go he's, ahead. He, er, go he's ahead. the hotel manager. Okay, he's the hotel manager. And he's putting on this huge conference. All right. With all these people. All right. And their ferrets. <laughs> so we've got a thousand people. Uh huh. And a thousand ferrets. Okay. <laughs> oh, so. God. The suspense. Yeah. Maybe all of a sudden the ferrets start turning up dead. Oh no. You can't That's no. not a romantic suspense. When ferrets turn up dead, apparently they die all the time. They collect <laughs> them by twenty five pounds. Well, maybe the first couple That's what they think. But and then, then no, if if ferret <laughs> owners start turning up dead. All right, all right. Maybe we'll go you've with owners. got. It's got to be dead people for a romantic Okay, so maybe suspense. we have. But how maybe could you we have orphaned get anybody to take this? <laughs> we have orphaned ferrets. Orphan ferrets. <laughs> Sweetheart, you write romantic suspense. How can you possibly? But how could you take that setting seriously? I mean, seriously. Uh, like, how can you well, be okay, scared well, if people in a setting start dying, where a bunch? Well, once people start dying, but still, I mean, it's a ferret okay. thing. Like, this is the kind of thing I would put in one of my books. You would know, never, was, you would well, never I, have. I can have one <laughs> ferret. I can, I can put one ferret in the story, a romantic suspense story. Like, maybe his sister owns a ferret or something like that. But he can't own a ferret because, and, you know, no offense to all the ferret people. Ferrets are just too uh-huh. freaking weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're weasels <laughs> with hats. So... So you're not buying it. Okay. I'm not buying Maybe so it's just say... me. People email in if you disagree with me. If you think okay. that a romantic suspense can take place at a hotel where they're having a ferret con. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. I would absolutely uh-huh. write a book with that. And I probably will someday. But I just don't. I can't see it being in one of your books. Like your romantic suspense, everything has, has so much weight. Romantic suspense mm-hmm. means that it matters a great deal. All you know, right. but I mean, yeah, but the, you know, ferrets? the thing is, you can have romantic suspense in anything. Your books have been called romantic suspense. Well, only by people who didn't read them. 
My books are That's silly. That's not true. Well, no. That's I mean, there's true. there's a certain level of suspense in some of them, yes, because okay. in some of them, some people die. Okay, so there's a certain right. amount of suspense in there. But I think that for romantic suspense, and correct okay. me if I'm wrong, because you write the genre, mm-hmm. but for romantic suspense, your setting needs to be there needs to be a little bit of grit in there, and I just don't think that ferrets are terribly gritty. <laughs> Well, and if their the owners start turning up dead and wrapped in bubble wrap, then... Wrapped in bubble wrap! Oh, bonus, <laughs> bonus. Okay. Okay. But... Do you want me to pick an apples to apples card? <laughs> oh, Wait God, a minute. Because no, I'm afraid. I think, I think, no, I think we're, we're, we still need to figure out. Because if you're really serious about putting the ferrets in there... Yeah. I mean, I really want it to serious? be like... A, I think it would be really cool to have a conference. Well, a conference... And all of a sudden, people start dying. Okay. Now, the ferrets they're there for the ferrets so that would be kind of like a little you know comedic relief (laughs) comedic relief all right all right right. you know what i'm not gonna argue with you it's your genre this is what you do when we do romantic comedy i will take over so go ahead so let's let's get going so what are we doing he's at the ferret con and he runs the hotel what's he do or is he like security guy what does he do oh i don't know he could be security guy that would be good you know and he could hate ferrets security guy that hates (laughs) I mean, it could, as a security guy, would you here. allow, would you allow ferrets in, you know? So, oh no, the, this guy, do you remember when we walked through, um, oh, Grand Central Station? Yeah. And that security guy walked by and he was all dressed in black and he had the really cool guns. He had all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That could be Clayton. That could be Clayton. <laughs> Okay, so there's this very military, this is this, this guy who's Uh an alpha hero. Uh He's very much, he's in charge of security for this hotel. And maybe this hotel is really a high fluting hotel. And there's some important people that stay here or whatever. And he does this for a job. And then they have a ferret con. And then they have a ferret con. Tell me that the heroine is not the ferret con lady. Is she a lady with ferrets? I... Oh, I don't know. Maybe she's like a reporter or something. <laughs> she's like a reporter reporting on all the dead ferrets. Maybe she's like there to cover the ferret con. Okay, so she's a reporter <laughs> there to cover the ferret con. Because, you know, we yeah. got to know, we have to know who the heroine is. Yes. I think that it's it's a very important part when defining a hero for a romantic, you know, mm-hmm. romance story. I mean, you know, because right. that's, that's the difference. It's a romance story. It's a women's fiction. It's that kind of thing. Okay. Right. So so we've got this guy, Clayton, and he is head of security at a hotel where they're having a ferret con. And then this mm-hmm. girl is a reporter. So he's trying to protect. His goal is to protect the hotel oh, from you know bad what? press. Maybe she's not a reporter. Maybe she works for the hotel and she's the one who booked the ferret con. Okay. All right. I like that better. Okay. Let's go with Because it. then as people start dying, yes, they're going to blame each other. <laughs> Right. She's going to blame his him for not doing his isn't job. Good enough, and she's, he's going to yeah. blame her for bringing in the damn ferrets, which are probably yes. riddled with disease because they're rodents, <laughs> right? He probably thinks that they're bringing in the next plague, right? I'm yes. sorry, but already this sounds more like one of my books than one of your books. But let's roll with it. <laughs> okay, so her, and her name is Josie. And her name is Josie. I like that. I, I don't like know why, name. but her name is Josie. And I have a feeling that she's kind of... Um, Related to the guy who owns the hotel. All right. Okay. And then she's tr- she comes in, so she kind of has, has carte blanche. So right. whatever she says goes, and right. this guy is under her, and as an alpha hero. Uh-huh. 
you know, and maybe he that. doesn't feel like she's earned her job. Maybe she he yeah. feels like she got her job through you know nepotism, mm-hmm. and maybe she has a you know a conflict about that. Maybe she yeah. feels like she has to prove herself something so she, to prove. And this is huge. I mean, the Farrakhan, I'm telling you, bringing a lot of money. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Although so, a hotel that big that would allow that many ferrets. <laughs> Well, but you never know. I mean, you, do, you, you know. never know. There are some very pet-friendly hotels. Maybe that's mm-hmm. her angle. Maybe that's what she's doing to market. Maybe that's what she, yeah. She's and he hates animals. Right. It would be really funny <laughs> if he was allergic to animals. Every time he's around him, he starts to argue with her, and he starts sneezing oh, or something. You know, that I would don't be know. Hysterical. I think that's kind of a, we we had this discussion <laughs> about dogs and goddesses too mm-hmm. when we were collaborating. Is that an, a hero it's with too an much. allergy seems like, and it's it's terrible to say because everybody has allergies and it's fine, but it comes mm-hmm. across as a weakness to me yes exactly. to me i think it takes a little bit of the the alpha out of the alpha mm-hmm. you know yep. i think you got a beta hero who's sneezing a little bit you might be able to get away with it although i wouldn't do yeah. it because with beta heroes you're working hard enough to make them men anyway <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to women with penises anyway but <laughs> okay so we now yeah. we know who he is okay we know who he is and his problem is compromise all right and his external, that's his internal. So he's being very he's, stubborn about this whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he has no room for compromise. And his external animals conflict is an abundance of dead bodies. It, yeah. <laughs> or in this case, an abundance of people who he feels maybe don't understand what a hotel is for or don't understand. Or don't know how know. to run the place or whatever. Yeah. Right? And if he's head of security, then he's kind of, you know, he's not just wandering around, like, checking out. Like, he's head. He mm-hmm. runs the show. So it's his team that's out there on the front lines dealing with all these people that are dying. So how are the right. people dying? Okay. Well, I think that they're suffocated in bubble wrap. They're suffocated <laughs> in bubble wrap. All right. I'm getting a lot of points for this. I'm going with it. You are, <laughs> dude, you are totally racking up the points. All right. So they're being suffocated in bubble wrap. Right. Um, so it's the bubble wrap killer <laughs> in Memphis, Tennessee. And I got Willie Nelson in the back of my head going, I'm going to Graceland, Graceland, yeah, yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. And um, I think, and obviously it's got to either be A. Mm-hmm. One of the Farrakhan people. Right. Or B, one of the hotel employees. Because nobody else is going to have access to, to the those things, rooms. To the bubble wrap. <laughs> to, well, the bubble wrap and to, to the, the people. So people because are being his security is too tight. Wrap. All yeah. right. His security is too tight, but people are being suffocated with bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know why. <laughs> know and then why. they find out. Mm-hmm. It's the ferrets. <laughs> the ferrets are doing it. Wow. Okay. Wow. No, you know what? It's a brainstorming thing. Here's the thing about improv. Here's the thing about writer improv. It is a brainstorming exercise, mm-hmm. and it is an exercise of your ability to be able to just kind of come up with stuff off the top of your head. And I think that there's nothing wrong with coming up with something that it's patently ridiculous and full of ferrets. I really well no because problem. you know what happens is mm-hmm. that out of that you pick one piece right that absolutely is right mm-hmm. is right exactly because sometimes you'll get certain things that really work for you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't hit on that yet in this story. <laughs> 
I'm trying. I'm you trying. Are, you were good. I'm you were trying, trying to work really with you. I think that it's just, I, honestly, I think it would make a great, like, kind of a cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. And it'd be really, really fun. I don't see this being terribly romantically suspenseful, but you know what? I'm, I'm being really difficult tonight. Why am I being like this? I don't know. I'm, I'm actually trying really to make difficult. it so that it would be you're something that all this really both of us. Work. Yeah, oh, both you're of us trying to write. make it accessible to me. Oh, you don't have to do that. That's very yeah. sweet, Yeah, well, though. because you know if it was me, mm-hmm. then the ferrets would have some kind of mutant gene that they were <gasps> oh, spreading no. to humans, oh, and people would be dying, oh, and the guy no, would be good. like a doctor, and yeah. he would be trying to, you know, figure out what was... No, no. The guy would be the military, and uh-huh. then the, the, the heroine would be the doctor who mm-hmm. was trying to break whatever this uh, genetic problem was, and that... So the ferrets were actually went all to this conference. Uh-huh. And they all got together, uh-huh. and they all got this disease, and then they all went home, uh-huh. and they gave the disease to everybody around them. So there's this so, epidemic, and now they're trying to figure out who planted the disease for the ferrets and how it got, because they don't know exactly all these people just in these different areas mm-hmm. start getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then they find out that they all own ferrets. And then they find out that they all went to this ferret con. Okay. And then they tra- trace it back to the ferret con and they find out that it was this guy mm-hmm. who hates ferrets there you go <laughs> so you see now, now see if it was my book me. yeah now if you it was were, my book were i would do something accessible like that to me that's I what was. was going on that's okay you don't have to <laughs> we can work on something that's not patently ridiculous it's okay, okay. no no it wasn't <laughs> ridiculous i thought it was fun i mean it would be it really fun. fun it would be a it's funny romantic suspense fun it's very cute well okay now is are there funny romantic suspenses i mean do you re- i mean there's comic yeah. relief but yeah that's, but ferrets are full-blown comedy i mean there's just something about ferrets yeah that are it's hard to be serious with ferrets. Funny. unless you use serious. them as deadly carriers well right like the which you I know love. like the little monkey because maybe outbreak. the ferrets right. aren't mm-hmm. dying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just their owners right right exactly and if the yeah. ferrets are being used as some kind of you know carrier for something that's that's truly evil and you know and yeah. killing all these people then i think that and you got somebody who's like you know bringing it down i just i you know it, and i'm so sorry i don't know why <laughs> i think tonight is not a good improv night for me i'm being so difficult i'm being argumentative and difficult. loosen up i well loosen up. my problem is that i'm looking at romantic suspense I'm with you on Clayton, well, I'm with you see, on Memphis, I'm with you on the ferrets, but then trying to make this all work as a romantic suspense story <laughs> is where I fall off. Well, and see, I, I think the problem is, mm-hmm. and I actually had this problem when I first started writing my first contemporary romantic suspense. It right. sounded so big. Yeah. Like it had to be this huge story, right. and that it had to be serious, and people had to die, and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And what I discovered... Uh-huh. Was that romantic? You can have suspense mm-hmm. and you can have romance mm-hmm. in any kind of story. And it doesn't always have to be dark and it's like evil and all this stuff. It just has to be suspenseful enough so that right. you, your readers worry about your characters. Right. They worry about their safety. They worry mm-hmm. about whether or not they're going to uh, beat the clock or whatever. Yeah. But if you look, if you, and I had to actually get over that in order to write my suspenses. Which is very interesting. Well, doesn't Linda Howard write funny romantic suspense? I mean, I haven't haven't read her, and pardon me, because she's fabulous from what I hear. But but I mean, like, that's the thing. I think when I think about romantic suspense, I think about, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about something that it does, it's not that it can't have funny parts. 
Yeah. But it's like that kind of quirky, like, ferret festival sort of thing. <laughs> but I if think... you read my books, I don't think mine are very dark. Not very, you well, know, even my futuristics were all suspenses. Yeah, but none of the none of the elements are things that are kind of ridiculous. Like, and pardon me if there's any ferret people out there. You know we don't mean you. You obviously <laughs> no. Oh, are no, very, no, no. very cool. The, we're the talking about the other ferret people. And they're people. funny and, yeah. We're talking yeah. about the other ferret people. Ferret people, mm-hmm. the, the ferret people that were in this documentary, for instance, are just kind of cra- a little crazy. You know, and, any, well, and anybody, like, even if you had a dog show or a cat mm-hmm. show, I mean, the people who... And pardon me if you're one of these people listening. Obviously, we don't mean you. The mm-hmm. the people that take that stuff to that point, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, dogs and animals and, like, birds and whatever, I think it becomes kind of funny. You know, I think it's just something inherently funny yeah. about it. Well, it's kind of so, like this, the Trekkies and the – I mean, the any, anything that goes to extreme, you it, know, yeah, it becomes, it it becomes funny. But. Kind, of, kind of becomes a little – a little, and, I, you know, and I hate to mm-hmm. use the word ridiculous because I don't mean that in the sense that um, – well, and I think it's just because most people don't understand it. Right. But everybody has a passion about something. And if right. you're truly passionate. Oh, right. Like me and my Buffy thing. I mean, the thing is that people mock me. There are going to be people me. who don't understand you. Right. People mock mm-hmm. my Buffy thing. You like know, me. Mercilessly. Yeah. And you should. <laughs> and you should. The ferret people are no weirder than I am. I'm uh-huh. insane about Joss Whedon. They're insane mm-hmm. about, you know, every time anybody has a passion that's brought to that kind of extreme. Yeah. I think that that's when it gets, and when I say ridiculous, I mean that other people will ridicule it. You know, not that mm-hmm. it's not that it has no value or anything. I mean, my right. my incredible love of Joss Whedon is ridiculous. People can definitely make fun of me and do quite a lot. You know, um, so I mean, I guess when it comes down to if you had like a Buffy convention, it would still be it's the same thing, like the ferret thing, yeah. like that. It's just but it's ridiculous. So <laughs> like maybe so maybe the romantic it. suspense element here that we that we're actually striving for uh-huh. is the fact that somebody has figured out how to get these animals home and then have them actually release this disease right i think that and if they you re- did something because like if they that, released yeah. it at mm-hmm. the hotel you would know because all the hotel people exactly. would be sick that it's like but if somebody bomb. actually figured out a way yes and then they had so to go that, and, and hunt down all the ferrets but see as soon as, you say, ferrets, why, as soon as you say ferrets i start laughing <laughs> But, I mean, there has to be, like, a cat. But who would expect that? Who would expect something like that? Who From would, a ferret? Who no, would, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Nobody would. Right. How long? I mean, a lot of people would die, I think, before they actually found out the answer to that. So what's the so, villain up but to? Our, what's the villain about? Why would somebody poison a bunch of... Or give ferrets a way to carry it to their owners? Mm-hmm. Why would somebody want to kill all the ferret lovers of the world? Well, I don't know if it would be that. I think sometimes people just want to have that power over other people. And they want, I think a villain of this type Mm -hmm. would be somebody who was trying to outsmart Mm -hmm. everybody else. Trying to go in where where nobody expects them. Yes. And basically trying to find other avenues to maybe maybe kill people. Are they testing maybe biological weapons? What if it was like the government? Um, I don't think it would be the government, but I think it would be somebody. Own people. I mean, you could get into terrorism if you wanted That'd be pretty to. Pretty insidious. That would be that would be kind of scary mm-hmm. just to see how it would work. Um, it would also be interesting. Um, maybe, maybe the villain mm-hmm. feels that um, our country is not ready 
yeah. to deal with with an, an epidemic like this, mm-hmm. and he does this to prove it, mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, so it's somebody who doesn't. It has nothing to do with ferrets. Has nothing to do with fair owners or bubble wrap. It's or bubble wrap. <laughs> it basically just um, oh, and maybe the stuff is in the bubble wrap. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe whatever the stuff is is in bubble wrap. Who maybe knows? we'll put the bubble but, wrap um, in. Yeah. Ooh, poison gas inside bubble wrap, so that when people start popping it. Oh, there you go. That would be cool. That would now, be see, cool. you could write romantic suspense. See, I certainly could. <laughs> but, okay, so we're yes. back to our hero. Right, our hero. All right, so who, who did we decide our hero was going to be this time? He was going to be the military guy. Uh, the military guy. Okay, we're going okay. with the military guy. Mm-hmm. All right, so basically, he's the government side. She's the medical side. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to figure out what's... So together, they're actually trying to figure out what is going What's on. What's going on, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that way they have to work together. Mm-hmm. But as far as building the hero, I think, I th- again, I think that he would be very um, controlled. He's in the military. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and um, and and I think this, whatever happens mm-hmm. in this story, has to go back to whatever, it has to hit exactly what his internal conflict is. Right, exactly. Now, his internal conflict is... Um, compromise. Compromise, right. Okay. Now, if it was up to him, he would quarantine every single house with every right. ferret in the entire country. Right. He would round up all the ferrets right. and have them killed. He would do, you know, basically. <laughs> exactly. Because Eliminate from a military. Problem. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. From a military point of view, mm-hmm. that would be how you would control the situation. Right. I'm not saying murder or anything, and right. I don't mean that mm-hmm. from a military point of view. Right. But to containment. Containment. Exactly. I think exactly. is what we're Get looking at. Control. So he wouldn't, like collect all the ferrets and kill them mm-hmm. but he might collect all the ferrets and maybe and quarantine, quarantine them. them right exactly you know and that may be what he wants to so, do so now how does she push against that how does that well, how do the two of them push against each other well i think that she obviously has more ha, would have a more hu- humanitarian approach right. mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. i don't know if she'd want to quarant- she wouldn't want to quarantine every ferret in the country mm-hmm I think her reasoning would be, if you could do this with ferrets, you could do it with cats, you could do it with dogs or whatever. Right, right. Where do you draw the line? Right. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line as far, I mean, what what if it's a person who has mm-hmm. a carrier, you're going you, you're gonna to quarantine every person in the country. Right. You have to find out what's going on. And if you quarantine them, then you can't find the trail. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for her, I think that would be her point. Okay. And his point would, you know, his point comes from the background where he's trying to protect. He basically right. he's trying to protect. Mm-hmm people mm-hmm. so you know he would want to quarantine them right so and i think right. mm-hmm. yeah and i think that would be a really interesting um conflict between mm-hmm. them because they're both right right mm-hmm. and you know that's the best conflict mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. it really truly absolutely. is the mm-hmm. best conflict is when you're both when they're right. both right and they both kind of have to recognize the other's point of view after a while you know exactly i love exactly. that name josie though yeah, Love I like that. it too. It just like popped out of that's nowhere. That's very, but, very yeah. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think that that you know that was pretty good. I think that was mm-hmm. kind of fun. I think it's good that we had the little you know kind of disagreement. I don't know why I'm being so <laughs> difficult tonight. I'm usually not this difficult, am I? I don't know what's up with me. Um, I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so I think that that's pretty cool. I'm really glad that we we did this and kind of played around mm-hmm. with it and had some fun. Oh, we didn't get a chance to pick an apples to apples card though. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me see. My apples, apples, apples and card bubble wrap weren't enough. <laughs> is my apples, apples card is a bad haircut. Oh, Josie has a bad haircut. Poor thing. Or Clayton has a bad haircut. Maybe he's got a bad Maybe haircut. She's bad just haircut. looking at him that going, this really guy fun. can't be good. This guy can't be good. Well, you know, and mm-hmm. the funny thing is, if he's the one who's actually sent to, to, to get her into this thing, mm-hmm. and the first thing he walks in and he's got this, like, military hair, and she just looks at his haircut and goes... Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would be really, really cute. That would that would be their opening scene. And she's like concentrating on his hair, and he's like trying to explain. <laughs> All right. So over the break, are we going to name it then? Yeah, we're going to have to come up Absolutely. with a title for it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. I guess uh, okay. we're ready. Yeah, ready to break. Okay. All right, and um, am I closing? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're supposed to close. That's why I was like, okay, are we ready for the break? Sorry. Are you going to break? Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, time for more wine. We're going to take a quick break to refill. We'll be right back. <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to jump on your stuff. For 29 years, Carly McKay has known that her mother was never coming back. Her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up, and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling, and you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine, and we have named our um, <laughs> our romantic suspense from the Creating the Hero. <laughs> After Lonnie gave me all kinds of crap. I know. <laughs> I did. I but, couldn't well, help myself. Well, I, I know, know, but I was trying to, you know, I was, uh, just to explain this, we actually talked about this be- uh, around the break. <laughs> I was actually trying to incorporate you into it because I didn't want to shut you out of the, you know. I know. It was really, really an incredibly sweet thing. And then I wouldn't let her do it because I'm like, wait, no, this is wrong. <laughs> so finally I'm like, okay, fine. If I was writing this. <laughs> <laughs> would be dying all over the place. I know, so we're actually both defending each other's space on that, and that's why it all went horribly, horribly wrong. So here's the thing. We're uh-huh. creating a hero. Uh-huh. Just think about the hero. Don't worry that's about right. what your best friend is. <laughs> How your best friend's going to be able to contribute, because really yeah. it's all about you and the hero. I think that's mm-hmm. where we went wrong. I was we defending your territory, and you were trying to include mine, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> So, but I think it proves what a wonderful friendship we have. So, if I we've if so. we've done nothing of value, we've illustrated <laughs> how, how strong our friendship really is. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, so we named and, this book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I had an idea about the bubble wrap. I think you're absolutely right that the gas was in the bubble wrap, but the <gasps> yeah. bubble wrap was given as a ferret toy. Ooh. And the ferrets were the and ones ferrets that were would popping. Love bubble wrap. We're popping the bubble wrap. And so we they get bonus points, damn it. We do. We hose the hero, but we get bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget the hero. We want just we just right. want the bonus points. <laughs> we, we put in we brought in ferrets and we brought in bubble wrap. Let me tell you something. <laughs> All right, so the title then for this uh, this story is gonna be go ahead. What is it? 
patient zero. See, now that's a pretty good title. Which I love because mm-hmm. no one, because that's generally the first person, the carrier. Right. It's the, first the typhoid person. Mary, right. And mm-hmm. no one would expect that it would be ferrets. Right. I mean, how cool is that? I just I think know, that's it's great, cool. a great title. I think it's, title. Pretty, cool. So, I think it's yeah. pretty cool. The typhoid yeah. ferret. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I obviously we are have so going to get emails on that. The ferret people are going to come after us Probably. with blunt objects. They really are. They but are. anyway, want to win some great prizes? Oh, sure. <laughs> Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're mm-hmm. looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Please email us. Mm-hmm. Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yes, and for August, we have two signed CDs from Will Write for Wine's own BFF, Adrian Pierce. The CDs are Small Fires and Fault Line, amazing music by a very talented lady. Yes, Adrian is so nice for giving us prizes to give she away. Is. You guys are so mm-hmm. lucky to get a shot at these signed CDs. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. Be sure to visit Adrian's website and her MySpace page and definitely get her music off iTunes. It's really, really good. Yep. All you have to do to enter is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website if you can. Yes. <laughs> the, website, the website will give you an error, but it's actually working. We're in the process of really trying to get that redone. <laughs> But it's just, it's such a daunting task. And I haven't had time yet, but I will get it done. I promise sometime soon. And we will announce the August winner on our first September show. So Mm -hmm. send in your comments and suggestions now. Yeah. Did you like how on the script this this month, I actually got that right? It's been saying May and June for like months. (laughs) And I keep forgetting to change that in the script. And, and of course, it's in Sam's part. It used to be in mine, and I just go over it, and then we swap parts. <laughs> and I didn't change it for her. <laughs> She's like, "Wait a minute!" All right, so I finally changed it. This anyway. Thank you. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, what good friends we are. Yeah. It's all about friendship. This mm-hmm. week's will write for wine is about friendship. Oh yeah. Anyway, up next <laughs> we have. We have the, the, are you ready? Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. dun. <laughs> 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 the weekly weigh-in. We're screwing everything up, not just the D-block, everything. All right. So, Sam, how'd you do this week? Oh, I got nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still researching. I actually read a a whole book for research, Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. editor really liked the book that I I sent in. Of course she did. It's fabulous. Oh, Mm -hmm. thank you. So I will be getting revisions for that soon. But in the meantime, I am actually uh, plotting out Mm -hmm. and trying to formulate the next um, uh, proposal. Well, I hear you. You know, that's what I've been it doing. It takes a lot of time and How effort. And I don't, think, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that you have to have, like for me, it takes yeah. me like two solid months mm-hmm. of researching and pulling the plots together and actually, right. you know, to, to build a proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it does. it's a lot of work. It does. It takes yeah, But a while it's it fun, is. but it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. But you, yeah, you just don't have the like, you know, to be able to say, I did this many pages, I yeah. did this many words. It doesn't you know. feel like you actually get anything done, right. but it's critically it's important. Solid. It is. It's yeah. very and it's important. It is part of my process, and I've learned mm-hmm. to accept it. <laughs> as <laughs> much as you. I hate wasting the time, it feels like wasting the time, but it's it not. It does. It does. It feels like you're not yeah. working, but you really are. Yeah. Well, as for me, I got 2,600 words this week. 
Woo-hoo! I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing this in words mm-hmm. because because pages, depending on my format, I started using Times New Roman, and that gives me less pages than when I was doing uh, Courier. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to talk in pages anymore. Because okay. <laughs> it's up to you. The only thing is, if you say 2,600 words, it just sounds like a lot of words to me, and I'm just like, woohoo! I'm not gonna translate it into pages uh-huh. because I need a calculator. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. It's about 11 pages. It's about oh, 11 to 12 good. pages. So, that's yeah, very, so it's very, very good. good. Yeah. I'm very excited. So mm-hmm. so I did that. There was work on the new book. So I'm very mm. excited about that. And that's the first scene. I mean, yeah. to have written the first scene, and yeah. actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the first scene, which has almost never wonderful. happened for me. Fabulous. Thank you. I'm yes. really happy with it, which Loved I'm, I'm it. very surprised that I like it as much as I do. You know, anytime I email you back it. in all caps. Yeah. Oh, so- <laughs> No, I, I thought you were just it. being supportive. Oh, I thought no. you were just being nice. <laughs> well, you know, it was just horrible. Whenever anybody says anything nice to me about my writing, I'm like, oh, they're mm-hmm. just being nice. And whenever they say anything mean, I'm like, oh, they're right. I suck. You know? <laughs> All lack of balance there. Yeah, oh, writers. we all do it. Okay. Well, anyway, I generally like to get about 10,000 words in, in a mm-hmm. given week, but right now I'm floating back and forth between the beginnings of two different books because uh, I'm kind of working on two different things right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of crazy with that. But, yeah. yeah. And, and didn't you tell me <laughs> the whole storyline for your next romantic comedy? I did. You did. And, uh, what do they call that when you have the story mapped out oh, and geez. everything? I don't know. Oh, that? isn't that plotting? <gasps> it is. <laughs> Bite me. I'm still a pantser, though. I didn't detail the whole thing out in an Excel sheet or anything. I just no, have a general it's idea it's where it's going, and I sort of know who the villain is. So that's it. Nobody's yanking my pants or membership card yet. Well, you know, I kind of owe you from the C block. Right. So, you know, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to rag on you too right? bad, but I am now. Hey, look, I was protecting your genre. <laughs> So you are plotting. Admit it. Oh, <laughs> Come out of the closet. Fine. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> I was going to be apologies to all the pantsers out there. <laughs> right. I think we've insulted both pantsers and plotters. <laughs> Pretty much everybody. Right. Pretty the much fair everybody. People. We're going to have to apologize to the fair oh, people. Oh, God. Because it's absolutely. Just, absolutely. It's nothing personal, fair people. You know we don't mean you. Yep. We mean all the other crazy people. <laughs> And the Trekkies, oh. and oh yeah, we just and the Trekkies and the Buffy this people. Is I know be we've like got an entire real, oh my god, apology a huge apology week, section. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> and now it's time <laughs> for this week's <laughs> should move on gracefully oh, really? from that, right? Yeah, random etc. segment mm-hmm. where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Yes. This week, our hero quotes are staying on Yay. theme. Right, we're staying on theme. We could stick to a genre, but we're staying on theme. All right. Now, heroes and heroines are essentially the same thing, just a Mm -hmm. boy version and a girl version. So when we talk about heroes here, we're also talking about heroines. We're just talking about whoever runs, whoever, you know, story it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and uh, anyway, my quote comes from Christopher Vogler. Um, he, for those of you who haven't read his writer's journey, I definitely recommend it. It draws on Joseph Campbell's work with mythology to use the mm-hmm. classic structure and storytelling. And it's really fabulous. Stuff. I highly recommend it. Anyway, here's what he has to say about heroes. 
The dramatic purpose of a hero is to give the audience a window into the story. Each person hearing a tale or watching a play or movie is invited in the early stages of the story to identify with the hero, to see the world of the story through his eyes. Hmm. And I think that that's really essentially what the heart of the hero or the heroine are, mm-hmm. is that it's it's about having somebody that the reader can live the story with and live the right. story through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of neat. I like that, that is neat. And mm-hmm. also, uh, again, is about world building, which is more than just the physical world. Right. It is mm-hmm. where they came from. It is what they, you know, uh, it, it is how they're living. It is that mm-hmm. moment in time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, uh, explaining that to mm-hmm. the reader so that, that, so that they, they can, you know, um, identify mm-hmm. with the hero. Yeah, absolutely. So, I like that. And um, let me see. And my quote mm-hmm. is, more often than not, a hero's most epic battle is the one you never see. It's the battle that goes on within, within him or herself. Mm-hmm. And that is from Kevin Smith, My Boring <laughs> Ass Life. April 18th, 2006. I have is no that idea a blog? who he is. No idea. I know who Kevin but Smith I, is. He's a director. Oh, is he? Oh, he was okay. the director well, of oh, Clerks. He did okay. Dogma. He's uh-huh. yeah. Well, he's apparently, a, I, he did my boring ass life too. So, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but I like the quote because it's not about the external uh, right. plot. It's about mm-hmm. the internal struggle because that's where the heart and soul of every book lies. Right. Right. And that's why I really liked that. Oh, that's that very quote. cool. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Well, that Thank takes you. care of this week's random, etc. Now it's time for a refill. I think we both need one <laughs> at this point. We've been fighting a lot. I know. Oh, and insulting people. This is a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right oh, back. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. If a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals Michelle Kuna, Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindall, Alicia Holiday, and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, which you got to go there, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. Well, it's time for last call here at Will Write for White. (laughs) (laughs) We're not even making it through the first thing of the e-blog, are we? Thanks for hanging out with us. (laughs) Be sure to send your wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website if you can. (laughs) Send good wine suggestions to me. Sam. Send cheap wine suggestions to Lonnie. Me. Also, don't miss our cool Cafe Press store where you can get all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise. Be the coolest cat on your block with a WWFW. See, it's in the script as WWFW, and that's how I read it. But when we do that in the script, it's supposed to be Will Write for Wine shirt. Sorry, it's been a tough night. It is. Fighting all night. We've been having fights. Um 
with a Will Rifle Wine shirt or apron or hat mm-hmm. or messenger bag. The messenger oh, bag is the so messenger cool. bag rocks. Oh, my God. Does. I so want one of those. I know. <laughs> the link can be found in the right-hand column at the website, willwriteforwine.com. Yes. And don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Your votes mm-hmm. count every month. So if you mm-hmm. voted in July... Yes. Can we fix that? <laughs> you can vote again, and you or you can review us on iTunes. Right, yes. Please review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. They haven't put us on their featured podcast page yet, and I think it's an egregious oversight. <laughs> Understandable, considering how many podcasts they have to deal with, but egregious just the same. So be sure to get out there and give us a review. Mm-hmm. Once they come across the page and are like, dude, look at all these great reviews, then they'll have to take notice, <laughs> or at least that's the theory. We'll see. Or, you know, we could always, like, send a bunch of ferrets in mm-hmm. with little hats. Mm-hmm. And all the hats can have different <laughs> letters on them of Will Write for Wine. So it will be like a dozen ferrets or however many letters in Will Write for Wine. And then we'll send them all rushing into the – I'm getting out of hand. I figure out. <laughs> well, actually, while you were talking, I, I yes. realized that um, I didn't put what we have for next week. Um, <gasps> oh, what is next week's thing? Do you need me <laughs> Go ahead, stretch. Right, okay, I'm going to stretch. So uh-huh. we're going to talk about ferrets, <laughs> I guess, a little bit more while she goes on to our little yes, thing and, you know, and finds out what we've got next big week. Big apologies to all the ferret week. people out there because, you know, right. we do not, you know, we understand. We just, you know, but it's the same thing as me and Buffy. Yeah. Me, my Joss Whedon thing mm-hmm. is the same thing. Like the my husband's Fish's Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, yeah. You know, very, although he's never gone to a conference dressed up as like Gollum or anything. So I think that. Okay, so I think you're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. All right. So, but but the people who go to the Buffy conferences, mm -hmm. though, I I do kind of envy them. I really want to go. I know. (laughs) Actors from the TV series who sit at little booths and sign stuff for you. And I would get so excited if I got to see. See, I would do that with Firefly, you know? I would, I would oh, love to, that would be so much fun. I know, it's so very cool. Yeah. All right, did you find it yet? Yeah, I did. Have we stretched um, <laughs> enough for these poor people <laughs> listening to me go on about Buffy and Firefly? and like, whatever. Next week is, oh no. What is next week? The 50 Ways to Feed Your Muse. <gasps> 50 Ways to Feed Your Muse is going to be really fun. We're not doing a drinking game. Don't be, don't be sad about the 50 Ways. I know, but we always get in trouble with the 50 <laughs> Ways. I don't know what do. it is, but somehow we always get in trouble with the 50 Ways. Every time I see it, I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, man, we do. We always get drunkest on the 50 Ways nights. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, last time we were at, you know, the, the winery, wine tour. Yeah. So, I mean, there was yeah. that, the wine tour. I mean, when you're drinking wine all day, you just oh. gotta expect it's going to be a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. And remember, every email you send us gets you an entry in this month's giveaway, so send them on in. Right. So next time, until next time, <laughs> oh my God, this is the worst one we've ever done. We have screwed this one up beyond recognition. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam. <laughs> saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Woohoo! <laughs> and please forgive us for the horrible podcast tonight. We tried. We did our best. <laughs> Bye! We'll Write for Wine is brought to you every week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Visit us at willwriteforwine.com where you can find show notes, news about what we're up to, and sign up for email notification when a new show is available. And don't forget to friend us on MySpace at myspace.com.
facebook.com slash Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Go vote for us on Podcast Alley. Leave a glowing review in iTunes. Just send us a note. Really, we'll take pretty much anything. Because aside from wine and writing, we don't have a lot going on here at Will Write for Wine. And whenever you vote, leave a nice comment. We get very, very happy. So take a minute out of your day and make our whole week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on Will Write for Wine. It's not morning anymore, so I have a diet cola and another diet cola. But then I'm feeling fine and I'm feeling pretty sharp and I'm feeling pretty wired and I'm getting things done. But right about two, I get this little tiny migraine. It starts by my eyes and it moves to the back of my neck. And-